Hello and welcome to the Ice Guy. This is the show that takes you into the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a betting perspective. With pro sports handicappers, Ian Cameron, Alex B. Smith, and various guests from the world of hockey and sports betting. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys. Thursday, December 7th, Ian Cameron, Alex B. Smith, ready to break down the Thursday NHL card. It's a massive slate for this uh, Thursday. Uh, one of the better cards I have seen, too, in a long time. Um, Alex, yesterday on the show, said right away, I looked at this card, and there's tons of great opportunities uh, out there on this uh, huge, massive 13-game slate. And then I started to do my handicapping work that I do usually starting overnight. Uh, on the next day, and I'm said, holy shit, there's a lot of good opportunities and bets that I like uh, popping off the page at me uh, as far as this card is concerned. So we're hoping for a big night, and of course, as always, we'll break down every single game. We've got a ton of games, so we're going to be very brief with talking about yesterday uh, and the uh, action we saw. Uh, it was only, a, obviously, a handful of games for last night uh, in NHL action. We saw Florida with a 5-4 win against Dallas, frustrating for the Dallas money line, which was my show best bet, but the team total cashes in at over two and a half. So I actually came out of that with a split uh, three to one Tampa Bay. They get the job done against Pittsburgh. Another listless performance from Pittsburgh, especially with the power play uh, as well. Just a dreadful form, uh, unable to find the back of the net. Vegas, after a slow start against St. Louis, three to one, they roar back and went, beat the St. Louis Blues six to three with five unanswered goals in the final two periods. Note that that win, and they're on their dad's trip right now, the father's trip, Vegas. That's now eight zero and one for this team in their father's trips uh, over the last few years. So that's not a team you want to be going against on this road trip. Let's put it that way. Uh, and uh, they continue the great run with the uh, fathers in the house uh, last night with that victory over the St. Louis Blues. And then, of course, we all saw what happened against uh, with the Carolina Edmonton, the second TNT game. It was basically the Edmonton Carolina game in Raleigh a few weeks ago in reverse, where Edmonton just pounced on an embarrassing first period for the Carolina Hurricanes, just like Edmonton embarrassed themselves in the first period in Carolina uh, a few weeks ago. It's pretty uncanny that it's basically the polar opposite. You know, it just happened to the other team. You just flip it. Uh, and uh, Carolina's horrendous first period last night was Edmonton's horrendous first period in Carolina a few weeks ago. But clearly Edmonton remembered how bad they were early in that Carolina game. And they just jumped all over uh, the Carolina Hurricanes, leading uh, four to nothing uh, early in that game uh, after the first period and then cruising to a six to one win uh, in that one. Uh, and look, I, I felt inside that Edmonton was going to show up. I was not expecting them to obviously jump on uh, Carolina like that or Carolina to play that poorly. Uh, but clearly that was a night that uh, the Carolina Hurricanes are going to want to forget. But what it also brought us is one of the more memorable in-game interviews from a head coach with Darren Pang and Rod Prindamore, uh, obviously uh, during the uh, second period of what was just an absolute travesty uh, of a performance for the uh, Carolina Hurricanes. So in case you uh, missed it, uh, we'll bring it up for you uh, here right now. Here it is. Well, right, obviously a disappointing start to this game. Anything you're seeing out here that that uh, that you can build on? We're on our way to losing 50 nothing right now. I've never seen our team play this brutal. So I, at this point, you know, I don't really. I, I I'm lost for words to be quite honest. weren't ready to start, which that's was clear, and now we're just kind of doing things 
not the way we do it. And this is uh, this way you get. So at this point, we're probably turning the page. Well, thanks for doing this. I know it's not easy. What can you say? I mean, that is a, and, and it's funny, you use the word brutal, and it was on purpose why I used the phrase brutal honesty uh, in my uh, a post on X about it. Uh, it was brutal honesty, literally and figuratively, because they were brutal. No question about that. Uh, I can't even, and look, Pyotr Kochekov, not his best night, uh, but they hung him out to dry. First goal, hung him out to dry. Second goal off a face-off loss, clean face-off loss. Nobody was set uh, coming off that for Carolina defensively. Too easy, backdoor play, uh, no fault, no chance for the goalie. I thought the third goal that he gave up was one that he'd probably want to stop, Kochetkov. But, you know, they hung him out to dry. He got pulled. Ronta came back uh, in after that, and things weren't all that much better for him. Just the whole team, absolutely dreadful. And they don't have much time to uh, wallow in despair because they are back in action tonight on a back-to-back against the Calgary Flames. Alex says just some thoughts on uh, last night. Sorry, I got a text about some interesting information we'll be talking about in a little bit. But, uh, yeah, last night's game, uh, the game I watched the most was Dallas and Florida. Uh, got the best bet winner with a first period over there. Yeah, but, uh, and, and that game was just so back and forth. And and Dallas is just a, a hard team. We've talked about this now for about a week. They're just a hard team to, to get a read on because they completely change period to period. They should have easily tied that game up, in my opinion, uh, and set this game in the overtime last night. If you had a draw on that, I consider it a bad beat because how disoriented Dallas looked after calling a timeout and having a minute, a full, literally the last 60 seconds of the game in Florida zone, and there's about eight or nine passes up and down the blue line before they even try to get a, a, a shot attempt off. And when they do, it's half-assed, uh, and there's a bunch of chaos around that. I don't understand why teams that have so much talent don't just fire the puck on that and then create the chaos afterward. It's like they're trying to – you can't set up chaos at the blue line. That's not – nothing in the blue line is going to affect what's going on in the crease. And it was just so infuriating to watch as somebody who had a, a Dallas money line on top of that. Uh, but it's just, you know, how this team can get out of sync from one period to the next uh, is really problematic. And that's something to, to really keep an eye on with Dallas for live betting, full betting, uh, all together. So that, that was the biggest takeaway I had last night. I, was, I wasn't happy, and I'm sure – uh, that Dallas, uh, you know, uh, locker room, they weren't too happy with that effort uh, at the end of last night either. And then you talk about Carolina. I didn't see that clip with Brenda Moore until you just played it, but that, that's absolutely hilarious. And, you know, sometimes the coach has to just say that you're just at a loss for words and you just have one of those nights. Teams are going to have nights like that. And I think it's better for a coach to kind of identify that in the moment and get that frustration out then rather than kind of harbor on it and say, well, you know, we, we can still kind of play better. No, some nights you have to throw out. And I think for Carolina, you take yesterday and you just put it in a bag, you throw it in the trash. And I think that's the best thing for them moving forward. And the fact that they get to play a game tonight, probably the the best of moves for Carolina. Great win for Edmonton, though, like I said, to get the revenge back and pretty much flip that game around for what it was when they were on the road in Raleigh uh, to get that win at, at, at home. And I'm sure it's got to be a great feeling for the Oilers to get big wins in front of their home crowd considering how things have started. You know, they want to try and make that place as, uh, as much of a, of a, you know, home ice advantage true to form uh, as possible and winning big games like that, getting that crowd kind of back into it. That's a good spot. So those are the two games that I watched on the, the TNT slate. I didn't really catch a lot of the Tampa Bay Pittsburgh did uh, miss on that. Uh, both teams to score in the first period though. Uh, another good win for, for Tampa Bay. If they're trying to kind of get things back on, on the right track and Pittsburgh just 
looking like a complete mess. The power play, we know we were talking about how Washington went a whole month without scoring a power play goal. Pittsburgh might uh, end up just being one of those teams where they have just a terrible power play and can't really figure it out. And it's, it's amazing. Once again, tons of talent, but for some reason just can't get things rolling with that man advantage right now. No, they can't. And you're right. It's reminiscent of what we saw from Washington, where I think on the final game in November, they finally scored a power play goal. And it was their first and only power play goal in the month of November for the Washington Capitals. And right now we've got a, uh, uh, a, a, a Pittsburgh team that's just, you know, languishing almost as badly with the man advantage, just overpassing. Now, multiple games where they've just been passing the puck too much. You can't score if you don't shoot. Okay, I understand making the perfect play, but it's absolute lunacy that there is just so much refusal to shoot the puck and just look for simple plays with the man advantage instead of these cute, fancy, artsy-fartsy type of shit that we always see uh, with these teams here on the uh, power play. Just sometimes, you know, keeping it simple and getting pucks to the front of the net, traffic, loose change, rebounds in front of the goaltender, that's the method and the recipe to get yourself out of a funk and a slump with the power play. And unfortunately, you know, you're seeing teams like the uh, Washington uh, Capitals and uh, Pittsburgh uh, Penguins um, just not take, uh, doing those simple things with the man advantage right now. Yeah, uh, 0 for 33, says our guy Pittsburgh Penguins in the chat here. Uh, that's just dreadful. I think it's something like one for their last 40 or something yeah, like that that's with crazy. the power play. That's unbelievable for the talent that's on that hockey team. Crosby and Gensel and Malkin. Uh, at Latang on the back end, Carlson. Now, Carlson. where's Eric Carlson to help this power play? Yeah. Everyone said that Eric Carlson's strength for this. We know it's not defensive play, but no. what we thought was offensive-minded play, moving the puck, quarterbacking a power play. He hasn't done. He's done dick all to help it. Nothing, yeah. you know. Then the power play has been awful, even with Eric Carlson uh, on the team right now. So, uh, dreadful stuff for Pittsburgh, and they had a closed-door players meeting, players-only meeting after that game last night against uh, Tampa Bay. So we'll see if that works. I'm, I've fallen for that trap before where you just bet on the team where after a player's only meeting, and sometimes they don't always win that next game. Sometimes the issues run deeper than that. Uh, so we'll see how Pittsburgh uh, responds following that closed-door meeting when they play the Florida Panthers on uh, Friday night. Uh, that'll be an interesting game for sure. And like I said, credit to Edmonton uh, and the way they're playing it was, it wasn't just Carolina's bad. Edmonton's starting to get their mojo and their swagger back and they have to keep winning. You know, they still have a lot of ground to make up in the Western conference race. So they have to keep this up. What was it? A three or four point night for Connor McDavid uh, last night, the hat trick for Zach Hyman fitting for Zach Hyman to have a hat trick. He is the hardest worker on that team. It's not even close. Uh, there's a bloodhound on the puck. Uh, he's like a rabid dog on a bone as far as hunting those loose pucks. Just a tireless, relentless work ethic from Zach Hyman. Uh, and very appropriate to see him get the uh, hat trick for the uh, Edmonton Oilers last night uh, in that game. No question about it. Uh, and by the way, one last point. Chris Knobloch, when he was interviewed in the first period by Darren Pang. Oh, my God, the height difference. Holy shit. Now, we know Darren Pang is very tiny, very small in stature and height. But my goodness. I mean, Chris Knobloch was clearly a tall son of a gun. was towering over. Uh, Darren, Darren Payne's looking way up there when he's doing the uh, interview last night. So funny stuff there, uh, the height difference with uh, Panger and uh, Knobloch in that uh, interview behind the bench. All right, let's get into it. We got a huge Thursday card. We will begin in La Belle Provence, uh, the Los Angeles Kings and Montreal Canadiens. 
Uh, L.A. minus 220, road favorite, six and a half the total, uh, shaded to the under here in this game. The Kings can set the single-season NHL record for the longest road-winning streak to begin the season with a victory tonight against the Montreal Canadiens. Now, it's funny. We had uh, actually a discussion, Alex and I, uh, about this very game for the last couple of days. And I know Alex's first thought coming into this game was a thrilling comeback win against the Columbus Blue Jackets where they're down 3 nothing, going into the third period, and they rally back three goals in the third period, tie it up, and then win it in overtime. Maybe you have a little bit of a flat spot, a hangover, a letdown, if you will coming off an overtime comeback win like that. But then again, you look at what's on the table here for L.A., and uh, it's the chance to make history and have the longest win streak on the road to start a season in NHL history. And, you know, that's something that I think the Kings know about, they're aware of, and something I think they want to accomplish, not to mention do we trust Montreal to be the team that's going to snap this undefeated road win streak to begin the year for the L.A. Kings. It's been remarkable, 10-0. and uh, on the road to begin the season uh, for this team. Uh, I don't know if I trust Montreal because LA's won five straight here against the Montreal Canadiens, including two straight trips to Montreal where the LA Kings have been victorious uh, over the uh, Montreal Canadiens. They won those two games in Montreal by a score of 3-2 in overtime and 4-2 uh, last season. And in the last three meetings, they've outscored Montreal uh, 11-4 to in the last three head-to-head meetings. So, uh, for me, this is Kings or pass uh, because I do believe that, you know, you're going to see them want to get the record. And really, I mean, until they show me evidence of losing on the road, you know, maybe if this is a, a team I've got a little more confidence in, a team that was a little bit healthier as well. We talked about the injuries for Montreal, Newhook and Doc and Harvey Pinard up front, Savard, Weidman, Jordan Harris, three starting defensemen out for them uh, as well. So for me, this is Kings or pass. I don't think the price is great. If anything, I'd maybe look at a team total over three and a half for L.A. That might be the best way to go. Uh, lean to them in regulation. But uh, if I were to get involved, maybe the team total here with the uh, L.A. Kings. Uh, Alex, I know uh, you've been back and forth on this game. How do you feel about it right now? Kings, Canadians. Yeah, I'm staying off of the side. Like we talked about, I, my gut feeling after that game, and we, like I said, we were watching it, and I, I DM'd you right away. I said, I think Kings could be in for a letdown. 4-3 comeback win. You had all that energy and momentum, and then all of a sudden you're going to Montreal. You know, it's kind of a fun town. Maybe you have a few pops, but then, like you said, maybe they're focused on on, on getting this record, and that's something that definitely kind of strays me now from looking at the Montreal side. Kings, like you said, the price is so high. There's not really much to kind of, uh, you know, much wiggle room. You can go with a, a three and a half, lay a little bit of a price, or you can try and go for over four and uh, get some plus money at BetMGM. But I'm just going to go with the over six. Uh, shop around. There's a, mostly six and a half, but there's a six at MGM. Uh, I saw a six at Bet Online for a minute as well, too. So we'll go over six at minus a dollar fifteen. I think we'll see some goals here. I think the Habs can at least chip in a couple of them, maybe probably later in the game. It'll probably be, I can see it being a five two kind of Kings win. If, if they're focused and ready and they want to get this, uh, get this record, I think they certainly have enough talent to uh, put away this Montreal team. But definitely want to look at the Kings. The next road game fading them, and the first game back at home after this this road trip. Those are two spots that I do have circled on my notes as, as fading with L.A., uh, something we probably won't be doing too much the rest of the year the way that they've been playing overall. No doubt. I think it's one of those spots where I'd be leery of backing L.A. in their next game here on this road trip, regardless of the result tonight. You know, if they win, clearly they've got the record, and that's when you can definitely maybe see them, you know, have that hangover spot the next game. 
And if they lose, they don't get the record, you know, and they lose their first road game of the season tonight, they still might be worth, you know, maybe fading in the next game, you know, in a letdown spot, regardless of win or lose tonight for LA. It's a, it could yeah. be a letdown spot either way, you know, whether they get the record or they fall short and they lose their first road game this tonight. So definitely that next game that they have, uh, and it is going to be, I believe, on uh, Saturday for them against the, uh, unfortunately, it's against the Islanders. God damn it. And I want no part of the Islanders right now. So <laughs> that would be a tough, that would be a pass for me. That's got pass written all over it. <laughs> Kings and uh, the draw maybe in that game, if anything. But yeah, uh, that's about it. Uh, it. Oh, God damn. Islanders is the team they're playing Saturday. I can't touch the Islanders in that spot, even if it is a great opportunity maybe to fade LA. But regardless, uh, we'll see how this one goes. Like I say, I might grab a small piece of a split between Kings in regulation and the team total over three and a half. And as far as props go, uh, chat's onto it. Philip Deneau's return to Montreal uh, against his old team. Um, and look, he hasn't been lighting it up lately offensively for the LA Kings, but certainly since he's been in LA, he's still been better offensively than he was at the waning time of his tenure in Montreal. You know, he had 27 goals a couple of years ago, 18 last year, six so far this year in 22 games. So the offense hasn't been great for him, but it sure was the last game for Phil Deneau. Two goals and actually two of his six goals coming in that uh, win against Columbus the other night. Um, so maybe that's a sign that that offense is starting to get humming again for Philip Deneau. And, you know, he'll be chomping at the bit playing his old team. So no doubt Philip Deneau is a good prop. Look, Quinton Byfield still has tremendous value playing with Kopitar and Kempe. Uh, on that uh, top line for the uh, LA Kings as well. Maybe Pierre-Luc Dubois, uh, Alec, uh, not Alex Leferrier. Alex Le- don't be fooled by Alex Leferrier. He's a New Jersey kid. He's not French-Canadian. So that, that doesn't comply here uh, in this uh, game. Just you know, He's not going back to his hometown here in Quebec. He's not. So be careful with that. He's a New Jersey kid. Uh, but Pierre-Luc Dubois is, and Pierre-Luc Dubois, you know, might be worth a look here tonight. You know, he'll be amped up to play uh, in Montreal as well. Uh, we always mention Trevor Moore as well. So there's a lot of good prop options here as far as the uh, LA Kings tonight uh, in this game. For Montreal, um, I'm almost at my wits end with Uri Slavkovsky. Uh, he's getting this opportunity with Suzuki and Caulfield, just not making the most of it. But in theory, there is value with his props right now, playing on that top line for the Canadians. All right, Buffalo Sabres, Boston Bruins. Boston minus 270 home favorites, six the total here in this game tonight. Not much here, although... I do want to bring attention to something I've just seen our guy, uh, Jimmy Murphy, post. Uh, Of course, our good friend who might be joining us tomorrow uh, on the uh, show on our Beantown Friday edition. Jeremy Swayman is battling an illness bug. Multiple players have been sick the last week. It's going to be one of those stay hydrated, dig deep type of games for the Bruins tonight, says Jimmy Murphy. So there is something significant going through this team right now uh, as far as uh, injury, not injury, but illness, flu bug. Uh, and look, I've been sick the last few weeks, so uh, I understand yeah, it. It's uh, there's no question about that. It's that time of year, so keep that in mind. The only th- injury-related absences are Swayman and Derek Forbert, the defenseman Derek Forbert, and obviously Jeremy Swayman. Everything else, look, it doesn't look like anyone's been ruled out, but Jimmy Murphy knows he's right on the scene there. He knows that that Bruins team is battling a, a flu bug or an illness bug going through the dressing room right now, so. Uh, that's concerning for me for Boston. I'm tempted by, I actually am tempted by Buffalo, but they've been so disappointing and disheartening to me and my bankroll uh, at times uh, this season that I don't know. Uh, it's it's Dogger pass. It's Sabres are pass at this price. No question, especially with um, the, the situation rolling through this Boston team right now. But man, this is just a team that's not playing good hockey. 
Tage Thompson hasn't really gotten it going yet. And not that we're blaming him because that's a tough injury to come back from and be great immediately, but it's going to take him time. Rasmus Dahlin might not play. Uh, he got injured, of course, in the lower body injury against Detroit the other night. So didn't participate in the morning skate. That would be a big loss uh, on the blue line as well for the uh, Sabres. Devin Levi will start here for Buffalo tonight. Uh, Linus Allmark for Boston uh, in this game as well. Um, I, I haven't moved on this game yet at all. Um, Boston has owned Buffalo nine of the last 10 meetings they've won. However, you know, Buffalo did get a victory here in Boston last year, New Year's Eve, 4 3 overtime win. The only win did come here in Boston for this Buffalo team. So, uh, like I said, I mean, there's definitely some concerns with. What I'm hearing about this um, sickness uh, running through the Bruins team right now, um, not at all interested in minus 270. This is, feels like a spot where the Sabres could snap, reach up and win it, but they haven't been doing that as much lately this year compared to last year. These road dog spots of you know the Carolina game, they laid an egg, the New Jersey game, they laid an egg on the road against two teams that they were in this kind of spot and price against. So don't know if I trust him enough, but I do lean their way. Buffalo at the big price. Uh, what do you think here, Alex? Buffalo, Boston. Yeah, the only thing I'm going with here is the first period over. And I'm not even playing both teams to score in this game. I, I am playing that in a lot of games tonight. But that this game, I'm sticking with just the first period over. I'm thinking maybe that could be where Buffalo gets a couple of goals there. So we're not relying on Boston to do anything. If they, that flu bug is, is serious. And it's funny because when Jimmy posted that, and I saw that somebody else mentioned, too, that the Islanders are dealing with a, a flu bug as well. So that's something we have to keep a note on, like I said, this time of year. And, and the flu bug has been bouncing around. Like I said, we've both been sick. I know a lot of people who've been sick, and it's been hanging, too. So with that being said, Boston, if they don't have the energy, it may show up early in the contest, I think. Uh, so I'm going to go with the first period over and maybe look at some live spots. I think like I said, it's, it's tough to back Buffalo, even though uh, knowing the situation with Boston, just how bad they played against Boston uh, over the last couple of years. He did get that one win, uh, you know, to talk about last season, uh, breaking up uh, that home streak. That was a home record, I think, that Boston had going at the time when Buffalo got that win on the road. But uh, like I said, it's going to be hard to kind of back them now. Uh, just something I want to wait in game for. Yeah, good question from Isex. If you look at the Boston Bruins on X, their social media, Tuka Rask was in a Bruins uh, jersey, goalie pads, stick, and all mask taking the ice. He is the e-bug tonight for the Boston Bruins, the emergency backup goaltender. He only did practice. Uh, Brandon Bussey got called up. Yeah, he's the, yeah, yeah he, exactly. He'll, he'll be the yeah. backup for the game, but, but, but Tuka Rask was at practice today. So Brask won't be, he won't be, unless an injury happens, he shouldn't be dressing for the game today. So. No, he won't be. He is just the e-bug. So basically if uh, Leonis Allmark gets injured, Brandon Bussey is going to be the goalie. Uh, you know, he is going to be the goaltender tonight, Brandon Bussey, uh, for the backup goalie for the uh, Bruins. Brandon, but Brandon Bussey gets in if Linus Allmark, uh, something happens to him, he gets sick or injured. And then if Bussey were to then, you might have to call on Tukarat, which would be some kind of scene. I would that tell would you be that. interesting. In Has there ever that been a, be a former player to get in? I know, uh, Rob Tallis and Artis Urbe dressed as e bugs, yeah. but I don't think they got into a game. Has a former player gotten in as an e bug so far? Yeah. Yeah, I, I, that's a good question. At, uh, if they have a, 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 play, a goalie that was a former goalie in on the team in, in NHL, NHL yeah. action, and now he's an e bug goalie and he gets in after quote unquote yeah. retirement. Yeah, I don't yeah, think that's a situation so, before. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Because we remember obviously a David Ayers a few years ago, but that was never a situation where he played for right. uh, Carolina before that. 
he was just the ebug goalie uh, there. So again, I don't think that's a situation that I have seen. Uh, so definitely something that would be fascinating tonight for sure. If um, the uh, Boston Bruins uh, see Tuka Rask, if it gets to that point for sure. Yeah, I know the best bet streak has been struggling as tough for me. I get it. Uh, I understand that for sure. But again, I want to point this out and I'm going to stress this one more time. I hope I don't have to mention this again. The best bets that I give out on this show are very little, if at all, a bigger bet for me than everything else. Very little. It's just I have to choose something for best bet. I try to make it my strongest opinion. It's not always going to be that way. My strongest opinion is not much different from everything else. So everything is around the same amount. It's a high volume style. It works for me. If you're up, if you're with me on dub club as a subscriber and I have, I, you know, $75 a month, all sports and you're getting every, all the plays you could fucking shake a stick at, you know, <laughs> considering I, I do all sports. We were profitable in the NHL last night. Great winning night plus units. Um, so even though the best bet on this show lost, we were up money. We were up money yesterday. We were up money the day before, and that's the goal for me. I want to be profitable for the day. Yes, I want to cash the best bets on this show, but we want to be profitable with the whole kit and caboodle, the whole array of bets. We want to yeah. make them profitable. So that's important to point that out. We want to do well with the best bets, but we've, we've had profitable days two in a row. And not to mention, too, much needed because we had a little slump overall before that, but turning things around, which is good to see. Uh, and again, uh, the whole array of Ian Cameron's betting portfolio is at Dub Club. And again, it's a very cheap subscription rate cons considering what other sites and other places charge. No question about that. And you're getting uh, a ton. Great value with that. Same with Alex. Alex is on Dub Club, too. Yeah. You know, he, he does all sports, too. It's a great platform. I'm glad I found it. Um, so, yeah, that's where you'll find us. That's where you'll find every single bet, every single move we make, basically, on there. Uh, each and every day. All right, next up, we've got San Jose and Detroit. Uh, the Detroit Red Wings, minus 290, home favorites. Uh, the total six and a half here uh, across the board uh, in this one. Uh, I think when you look at this game here, as much as I will be very, very happy about what I saw with, from the San Jose Sharks, getting me not only a San Jose plus 270 money line cash the other night, the draw hits against the Islanders, the plus one and a half hits. I will say thank you, San Jose, for that and move on. I don't want him tonight. I don't want them tonight here in this game against uh, Detroit. Um, Detroit's going to be amped up. They're playing great hockey. Patrick Kane's making his uh, Detroit Red Wings debut. Uh, I'm sure uh, Alex is just thrilled to be uh, witnessing that tonight uh, in this uh, matchup. But we'll see how it goes. Keep in mind, for all everyone that's, you know, <laughs> every casual NHL better out there that I'm sure is running to their sportsbook account and saying, let's bet all the Patrick Kane props known to man. This is a guy that hasn't played in a very long time. He's coming off hip surgery, which is not easy. He's got to get into game flow, game rhythm, timing with his new teammates. Keep that in mind here, okay? Because, you know, it's just it's not a given. He's going to just step onto the ice tonight and have two goals, one assist, and three points. You know, it doesn't always work that way. So let's see how he fares here tonight. I'm, I am excited to see how it goes. It uh, looks like Derek Lalonde has him. And plus, they might monitor his minutes too, Benjamin. Phenomenal point excellent point uh now they've got him on the second line tonight with joe valeno and alex to we knew he'd be with the i mean the chemistry they obviously had with uh, uh in their chicago days was off the charts so you knew that uh, Derek lalone was going to put uh kane and to uh, on the same line together and valeno was on that line as well um so we'll see how that goes robbie fabry dylan larkin lucas raymond 
uh, on the uh, top line. And Robbie Fabry, can, like, I don't even have to mention him again. His props are just red hot right now, goal scorer props. Finally, they're adjusting the price a bit, but there's no doubt you have to consider him each and every day right now with what he is doing for the uh, Detroit Red Wings. Even their defensemen are starting to jump, like Gostaspare, Sider, Wallman. You know, some of their defensemen have really been chipping in points lately. So don't sleep on the defenseman player props, you know, for this Detroit Red Wings team right now. Uh, no question. So fascinating game. Um, I certainly think Detroit could be able to score tonight. Mackenzie Blackwood in net for San Jose. Billy Huso uh, back in net for the uh, Detroit Red Wings. Of course, he has not played in uh, the last uh, couple of games. Two of the last three games he has not played because he said do, uh, he just became a dad. Uh, essentially Billy Huso. So a uh, birth of his kids. So he's been uh, away tending to that. He hasn't been in every recent start, but he's back tonight. Now what does concern me uh, about this game and what I like in this game is that sometimes we see these goalies, they just become a dad and the first game back, they lights out like they're absolutely outstanding in net and they play a great game. I worry about that a little bit that Huso just has that adrenaline flowing uh, and maybe has a huge game tonight in net for Detroit. Um, that concerns me about San Jose offensively. That being said, San Jose, they have found their offense in a big way here on this road trip in the last uh, three games, putting up six against Jersey, five against the Rangers, five against the Islanders uh, in that comeback victory the other night. I'm still going to stick with over six and a half here uh, in this game. I think Detroit is on an over tear right now, scoring goals in bunches. Uh, they have gone uh, over the total. Well, uh, the games haven't always gone over because they've shut teams down. They've been good defensively. Like they've, they've kept Chicago, Minnesota, Boston, uh, New Jersey to two goals or less in a lot of those games. But their offense is in great form. They have scored four more goals in six of their last seven games, uh, the Detroit Red Wings. But San Jose has picked it up offensively too. So I think San Jose chips in some offense here. Detroit also gets some goals here tonight in this game. Uh, I like over six and a half. Nothing on the side for me. Uh, just looking at goals here, over six and a half, Sharks and Red Wings. What do you think here, Alex? Yeah, this is one I would be targeting for a live action. First period over and full game uh, over, but I want to get better adjusted prices and numbers. I want to get five and a half, laying a price on the over. I want to get a one and a half, try to get plus money, but uh, something minus a dollar twenty or better. So we're going to wait about three or four minutes into the game and try to grab those. As far as, like I said, you know, the story of the of the, the this game, obviously, is Sir Patrick Kane. Uh, playing with the Detroit Red Wings. And um, like I said, I'm going to be cautious on taking some point props with him right away. Obviously, he's going to be, uh, you know, looking to get ready. And, you know, some of the quotes that I've heard from him said that, you know, he's kind of butterflies have kind of been, you know, out of the way a little bit because he's been practicing and so forth. So he says he's not going to be, you know, it shouldn't be a whole lot of nerves. And, and, and that's something to kind of keep an eye on. But like I said, with this hip resurfacing, and I was reading an article uh, in The Athletic about this, hip resurfacing procedure that he had and guys who've had it before. Ed Jovanowski had it in 2014. Nicholas Backstrom, of course, just came back this year from it. Both those guys were not quite the same uh, moving forward. Then you look at some other people in other sports, they mentioned uh, Andy Murray had it in tennis. His career wasn't the same. The Undertaker had it in pro wrestling, and, and his body was kind of already broken up, didn't really kind of reheal either. So it'll be interesting to see how Patrick Kane does in his first five or six games. It may not be – the Patrick Kane we once saw with the Hawks with the blinding speed. He might have, you know, may have needed to change his game a little bit. And we've seen this with a lot of veteran players in different styles. We mentioned about how a guy like Corey Perry, for example, who was a top, you know, line skater and now morphed his game into being a fourth line grinder. 
that doesn't seem to be Kane's style necessarily. I don't think he's going to be a third or fourth line guy necessarily. He's going to take that kind of a step down. But I think his style of play might have to change a little bit. He may not be the the guy who's cherry picking and blazing and, and you know rushing off to get uh, a breakaway. I think he's going to be more of a playmaker style kind of a guy. And we saw that even at the end of a tenure in Chicago and his little bit of time in New York. He was setting up everybody else. So I would say look for Patrick Kane. If you take any prop in the night, I would say take an assist. You can find that at plus a dollar five uh, to minus a dollar five. So anywhere in that pick him range, and I think the other guys around him, especially Alex DeBrinket, we know how great DeBrinket looked when he was back with Kane. DeBrinket might be the guy to target moving forward with some of those player props. Kane might have to, you know, settle in into whatever his new role is. And like I said, if he doesn't have that burst of speed and energy like he did before, then we might be seeing him taking a decrease in those goals, and he may be open uh, a guy to get for assist and power play points. Yeah, I do like props in some form with that line tonight. Kane, Debrinket, and Valeno. And don't forget how Valeno has been good uh, at times offensively, especially when and now he's going to be playing with two outstanding players. So that line is worth a look. But I think you're right about Kane. I think more an assist guy, dishing the puck tonight, facilitating, you know, rather than scoring himself uh, here in the game tonight. So definitely I think that can uh, be the case here as far as, uh, that goes. And by the way, I'm just going to uh, check here and see if I can. Uh, I'm going to do I'm going to see what this uh, same game parlay that I'm just going to uh, do the uh, punch it in here into the system at bet three, six, five. See how it um, see what the price is. I've, oh, shit. This is L.A. Montreal. Wrong game. OK, here we go. <laughs> San Jose and uh, Detroit. There we go. OK, goal score. Here we go. And uh, let me go here. All right. Assist. All right, here you go. This is what I was interested in. You can do a same-game parlay, bet 365. I'm sure other books as well. Alex Dabrinkit to score a goal. Patrick Kane to get an assist, plus 300. That's really good. That's really, really good. Yeah, that is um, good. That's good. That, that, that'll have a few bucks on. That's worth a look. Uh, I could see that. We know that Kane to Dabrinkit, uh magic. We saw for years in the Windy City uh, as well uh, in Chicago. So, yeah, that's a good price, too, for that. Plus 300. Kane assist. To brink at goal, uh, plus 300, uh, same game parlay. So, yeah, sign me up for that. Yep, we'll put that on the tab. It feels like I'm at a bar. Put that on the tab. Absolutely, I will. No question uh, about it. And, uh, of course, over six and a half. Uh, like I mentioned, Fabry, Valeno, Kane assist, to brink at goal. Those are my favorite props here tonight. And then I'll say this about the uh, San Jose. Now that they're scoring goals, we can not shy away as much from their props. I would focus mostly on Eklund. Hurdle at a hat trick the other day. He looked great. Finally looks like he's getting back into rhythm again. Barabanov on the top line and Fabian Zetterlund as well. Those are the main four that have been per perking up offensively for the San Jose Sharks uh, in recent games. All right, Battle of Ontario. Always a fun matchup. Leafs and Senators. Toronto, minus 130 road favorites. Six and a half the total uh, in this one. Uh, long layoff for the Leafs, but... Edmonton had a long layoff, too, before playing Carolina last night. Didn't bother them uh, in the least. They had a very, very good performance in that game against the uh, Carolina Hurricanes. We'll see how the Leafs fare tonight uh, against Ottawa. The Leafs lost the previous meeting earlier this season in, in Toronto, by the way, 6-3 to three to the Senators. That being said, they've done very well here in Ottawa. They've won three straight meetings uh, over the Senators here in Ottawa. I think from a situational standpoint, it's a really good spot for Toronto. Now, do I trust Toronto fully at all times? Not really. Do I love the price? Not really. 
but I, I do lean a little to Toronto here in this spot at minus 130. Even though Ottawa cashed a ticket for me against the Rangers and they've won two in a row, they've looked a lot better beating Seattle and the New York Rangers in their last two home games, uh, playing better, uh, no question about that. And even without Thomas Shabbat, you know, we have seen the offense start to pick it up. Brady Kachuk's been amazing. Batherson's chipped in. Stutzla's been consistent all year. Giroux has been good lately. And even Vladimir Tarasenko, who was just snake bit, ice cold, finally gets rolling against, of course, his former team, the New York Rangers. Figures it would be a game against one of his old teams to get Vladimir Tarasenko uh, out of his uh, slump. And we saw that the other night against the uh, New York Rangers in that Ottawa victory. So I do like this over. Uh, six and a half here in this game. It's usually high scoring when it's the Leafs and the Senators. Uh, we've seen a lot of uh, back and forth affairs. The over is cashed in three of the last four meetings uh, between these two teams, including six to three earlier this year. So I do like over, lean but Toronto, but don't love it. What do you think here, Alex? Leafs, Sens? Yeah, I'm looking at uh, this will be a first period over live, but I'll be betting pregame. Uh, both teams to score in the first period. So I was just trying to find that. Yeah, that price. makes sense in this game. I agree with that. Yeah. Both teams to score first Fifth, period. Yeah, uh, 13 and 5 to the first period over the last 18 meetings with these two teams. So uh, there's been some high scoring starts. Like I said, you know, it's hard to trust Toronto, though, in, in a road spot like this is a great price. Usually we're talking about laying, you know, 180, 190 with Toronto. So I get I get that they're going to be drawing some, uh, some, some, some money for sure, especially the way that they've dominated against Ottawa. But I think this one could be kind of tight. So I took a shot with a draw here at this one, too. I got plus 350 uh, this morning with that. So the draw, first period over live, and then both teams to score in the first period. I got plus 160. Yeah, you know what? When you get the big cards like this and you do your handicapping like I do, and it takes me a good you know couple hours on cards like this to get through it all, sometimes you miss stuff. You miss stuff that you should have seen originally. And Alex mentioned liking the draw in this game. They're the Toronto Maple Draws. You know, that's what they've been lately. You know, that's honestly what they have been lately. They have been, there's no overtime game they don't love. Uh, no question about that. Uh, they have been just the kings of going to OT. And uh, this is remarkable run right now. Five of the last six Toronto Maple Leafs games have gone past regulation. So could you imagine if you bet the draw in all six of those games, five and one with the draw, how much of a healthy, nice little chunk of change and profit that would have added up to uh, for you? So yeah, I'm putting that on the tab too, the draw. Uh, no question about that. I mean, they're the Toronto Maple Draws uh, right now uh, until further notice. I mean, they just, for some reason, they could be down in a game. They come back, they force overtime. They could be up a goal or two in the third period, which has happened multiple times, and they let the team back into it. That's been Toronto lately, and we find ourselves uh, in overtime, no question. So I like the draw there as well. Uh, keep in mind, Ilya Samsonov still got an illness for the Leafs, so he's out. They're still obviously without Lilligren on the back end. Giordano's on IR, so they do have the absences still on the blue line. And they announced yesterday John Klingberg shut down for the rest of the season. Yeah. And he'll undergo season-ending uh, surgery, so his season's done. So, you know, uh, Brad Tree Living will be working the phones to upgrade on the blue line. We're hearing R Rasmus Ristolainen's name. We're hearing Chris Tanev's name being bandied about that Toronto is interested in both of those guys to shore up the blue line, give them a little more physicality, defensive-minded prowess uh, on that blue line. So uh, we'll keep an eye on that. Although I got to admit, these young kids like a Simon Benoit and uh, Lagasin, who was with the Edmonton organization at one point, they've, they've, they've held their own. Now, I don't think at some point the minutes that they're playing are going to add up. You can't ask for too much from your Lagasins and Simon Benoit and Connor Timmins 
you've got to upgrade that blue line if you're Toronto, and I'm sure Brad Tree Living will work to do that. Uh, no question. Murphy available in Chicago. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Chicago would be a good trade partner for a lot of teams right now uh, as far as that is concerned. But as far as props here, I got a gut feeling about Matthew Nyes. I really do. Uh, he's with Matthews and Nylander. Usually he doesn't go too long without making an impact. I could see that here tonight. Uh, Mitch Marner's picked it up. I don't have any issues maybe looking at props for him. And for Ottawa here, um, you know, I find with the Senators here, Stutzla is someone that actually seems to always do some damage against Toronto. So you know, Batherson, Kachuk, take your pick because lately uh, we've got multiple players starting to pick it up. And if you believe in a player that's ice cold, snapping the slump and then getting on a little bit of a roll and the confidence starts to flow back, maybe you come back to T Tarasenko tonight uh, as far as uh, player props here uh, in this game for the uh, Senators. All right, Columbus Blue Jackets, New York Islanders. We've got the uh, Islanders minus 180 home favorites, six the total shaded to the over uh, in this game. Uh, that was about as Awful, a collapse, and a loss in the third period, as you'll see. 4-1 to one at home against one of the worst teams in the NHL, and you can't close. 4-4, four, four, it ends up Sharks with three unanswered to tie the game in the third, and then the Sharks win in overtime 5-4. Such a huge win for San Jose and a, such a, an incredible comeback that even it led to Alex B. Smith loving Randy Hahn for a few moments. Uh, and the call that he made of that overtime winner the other night. It was, absolutely, it was. Uh, it reminded me of those glory days when it was Marlowe and Thornton and Pavelski and those playoff teams, and they'd have those big overtime wins, and you'd get a call like that from Hans. So, yeah, it reminded me of that. Um, great win for San Jose. There is no way in hell I'm laying a price with the New York Islanders right now. None whatsoever. Now, I am a little bit more concerned with moving ahead with Columbus in this game as I am knowing the situation for them where the injuries are mounting here they're already without Severson on the blue line Cole Sillinger's on IR uh, Adam Boquist on IR is a big blow he's actually had a pretty solid year for them so far uh, good Branson's now out on the blue line so there's definitely a shorthanded group on that back end for the Jackets right now it's going to be Zach Wierenski Andrew Peak, Ivan Provorov and then you get down to the uh, bottom, uh, Jake Bean, and then but you got David Yurichek's going to play more ice time. They've recalled Nick Blankenberg, the kid out of Michigan, uh, to be on the blue line. But the good news is Blankenberg's played in the NHL before. He's not a deer in a headlight situation here for uh, Columbus tonight. And, of course, now Elvis Merzlikens uh, is on IR now as well. He'll miss at least the next week. So uh, Jet Greaves, there's a name we remember, has been called up from uh, the minors to uh, back up Spencer Martin, who, of course, is going to be the guy primarily now for the uh, Columbus Blue Jackets in net uh, until Merzlikens comes back. Uh, oh, and I forgot to mention Patrick Lyonnais is out, too. Big fucking whoop as far as I'm concerned with that. What are they going to miss? Is five goals and seven points uh, in 16 games? Uh, falling asleep defensively is lack of back-checking, lack of any physicality, lack of heart, lack of any sort of grit whatsoever. They're really going to miss that. Life can't go on for this team. Give me a break. You know, let's be real. I mean, it's not like life is over as we know it for the Columbus Blue Jackets without uh, how will their hockey season unfold moving forward without Patrick Lyonnais, one of the biggest, laziest at times, useless tits you'll ever find on an NHL ice surface. How on earth can the Columbus Blue Jackets persevere through this? Give me a break. They'll be fine. And if anything, with, this, with, with the way some of these dopes have played, some of these veterans have played, Gaudreau, Lion A, can't find them with a telescope on the ice half the season so far. It's going to give more ice time to deserving players, kids, young
talent on this team that's actually busting their hump, busting their tail, busting their ass on a nightly basis for this Jackets team. We're going to see more Justin Danforth. We're going to see more of the Russian triumvirate. Shinnikov, Baronkov, Marchenko. Maybe Kent Johnson's going to get more ice time now. Maybe more... Uh, uh, Adam Fantilli, you know, only the number three overall pick can actually get some ice time and more opportunity now for Columbus. So the bottom line is, yes, there's some injuries. Yes, uh, we saw them obviously blow a lead to L.A., but I don't know which which was worse, blowing a lead to L.A. or blowing a lead to San Jose, which was worse. We know which one was worse. Uh, it was definitely uh, the uh, Columbus, uh, or the New York Islanders uh, and their loss to San Jose. The bottom line is. This team has very little confidence protecting a lead, even if the Islanders are up a goal or two tonight. Do they have the confidence anymore to protect the lead and finish the game and close it out? They don't. Clearly they don't because they have blown 10 leads this year, 10 so far this Islanders team uh, to this point in the season. So there's zero interest for me in laying a price with this team. I'm back on the same three bets I was on the other night in the Islander game. I'm on the dog, Columbus plus 160. I'm on the draw. Because the Islanders, there's another team that just can't get enough of overtime games. Uh, when I play an NHL game, I look for overtime. I just can't get enough. I just can't get enough. We play and play for some overtime. And I just can't seem to get enough. That's the New York Islanders right now. And the Leafs for that matter. Can't get enough of overtime uh, right now. So we're back on the draw with the uh, Blue Jackets uh, and the Islanders in this game. And I'm also going to grab the over. Like I, I'm not fighting it anymore. Islanders are an over team right now. They're still scoring, still producing offense. That's not been a problem, but they can't keep the puck out of their own net right now. Do we really trust the two goalies, Spencer Martin for Columbus and Semyon Varlamov to really dig down tonight and have a big time low scoring uh, battle? Not me. So I do like the over here uh, in this game as well. All right, Alex, what do you think here? Jackets, <laughs> Islanders. That was a, a great, uh, great scathing uh, analysis on, on Patrick Alain. I appreciated that. Yeah, um, yeah the over kind of scares me a little bit. I mean, we're seeing sixes and six and a halves. You don't really see a lot of six and a halves involved in the Islanders. But like you said, they've become an over team. And, and uh, you know, with these two teams struggling to hold leads, it makes sense that there would just be goals going back and forth. So grab a six if you can, but, you know, seeing six and a half. And keep in mind, these two goaltenders, Spencer Martin and Semyon Rolomov, played each other before the season. It was a 2 nothing final. Uh, I'm pretty sure I had the first period over in that game, and uh, I don't even think that cashed in. I think those goals came in very late uh, in the contest. So I'm, I'm going to stay away from the total here, and I'm going to stay away from side. I'm just going to go with the draw. Uh, like I said, that's just something we can just ride with both of these teams, uh, you know, and that's something to look for when you're looking at identifying, uh, you know, betting these draws. And I'll talk more about this, especially as we get into the second half of the season. But teams that can't hold leads, that's definitely one of the strong criteria points, uh, you know, letting teams back in and like I said, you know, having that trading pace that we like to talk about. That's something we like in overs. We also like that. Uh, when you're looking at teams for, for a draw, both these teams fit that criteria. So I got it plus 350 at Caesars. I'm going Jackets, Isles, draw. All right, there you go. Jackets, Islanders, a draw in uh, this one. Plus 390 for that draw. Again, at our good friends at uh, FanDuel, the prices there that they just crank out for the draws are uh, incredible. But uh, yeah, definitely uh, a good chance, I think, for OT. There's, a, like I say, all the props I mentioned, Danforth, the, the three Russians, Johnson and Fantilli going to get more opportunity. Like I say, they will not, um, like I say, it's not like the uh, 
was the team playing all that great when Lion A played for them? So that's the way I see it. You're going to get more of these young kids uh, getting an opportunity. It can't be anything worse than the than the disappointment we've seen out of the Jackets to this point uh, in the uh, season. All right, next up, we've got the uh, Dallas Stars and the Washington Capitals. Uh, Dallas minus 140, road favorites, six the total here in this game. Back to back for the Stars, disappointing last night, losing 5-4 to the Florida Panthers. Um, it seemed like Florida got a lot of puck luck, though. A lot of crazy bounces. There's a couple of those goals. It's just like, whoa, Dallas couldn't yes. have done anything there. You know, it was just a, a bad bounce for them, good bounce for Florida, and, and the puck ended up in the back of their net. Now, did they play their best game? No. But I thought, you know, a couple bounces here and there, they could have won that game last night against Florida. Now, they are on a back-to-back. It is a rest advantage for Washington, but how good of a spot is it for Washington? They're off that dreadful spot, off the long road trip out west. They looked like they had completely hit a wall in the last two games of that trip where they got destroyed by Vegas and Arizona uh, in back-to-back games of that road trip. They looked like they were running on fumes, and now they're playing that first home game off a pretty lengthy road trip, and it was lengthy. It was five games, and it lasted uh, uh, nine days. So now they're back home after that. They got outscored 10-1. to by the Golden Knights and Coyotes uh, in the last two games of that road trip. Uh, we'll see how they fare here tonight. Uh, Dallas is on a back-to-back. Uh, their back-to-back uh, record uh, this season. I'm just going to uh, take a quick glance and see what it is. Uh, but they had a back-to-back in Alberta, November 1, November 2. They won both of those games, so that's worth mentioning. Uh, November 11, November 12, back-to-back on the road. Winnipeg and Minnesota, they won both of those games. So when you look at it, they're 2-0 and on a back-to-back this year, the Dallas Stars. I'm going to take advantage of the cheap price. I think it's cheap. Dallas is the much better of these two teams. Washington is in not a great spot. It is Wedgwood, definitely. I knew that all along. We we're going to see Wedgwood tonight. But I think, if anything, you're going to see Dallas after the 5-4 game. Let's play, low, as Alex would say, low and slow tonight. You know, let's clean it up defensively. Let's help out our goalie. Scott Wedgwood, and let's get back to playing Dallas Stars hockey tonight, you know, after that game against, and after the shutout loss, too, against Tampa. I guarantee you Dallas will not look past Washington tonight. They got shut out by Tampa in Tampa. They lose last night 5-4 against Florida, and I think this is a perfect buy-low spot here on Dallas now, even on a back-to-back, because even though that's tricky, back-to-back on the road, they're 2-0 in this spot this year, back-to-backs on the road, and you got Washington coming back from the West Coast, which is a brutal spot. So it's not like there's much of an advantage, if any, for Washington schedule-wise here. So Dallas, for me, minus 140. Uh, Alex, what do you think here? Stars, Capitals. Now, I had a huge circle in this game, and it was kind of predicated toward Dallas having a better effort last night. But I was looking to fade Washington tonight, coming home off that long road trip. It's, I don't know if I'm going to get there now with Dallas. Uh, with how they looked in that third period last night, that was pretty brutal. I do think they come out in a big way, but I'm not trusting them to give me a full 60-minute effort tonight. Certainly not trusting Washington to do it either. What I love here is this first period over. 14-4 and four the last 18 with the Dallas Stars. 5-2 and two the last seven with the Washington Capitals, mostly them giving up a bunch of goals. And you're getting a price at Caesars that we haven't seen since we started betting these left and right. Minus $1.15 on the over one and a half. Uh, I hammered that. That This is something I really like quite a bit. I think Dallas, like I said, out, out after getting shut out, after having uh, you know that kind of up-and-down play and the way that they looked in that third period last night, especially toward the end, I think they get that offense rolling. I think Washington is the perfect team for them to play right now uh, in doing that. So I love this first period over, uh, and that's the only thing I'm going to roll with. I, like I said, I was 
leaning toward a, a way to fade Washington. Maybe I jump on something in the game. If I see Dallas, uh, you know, kind of, you know, getting a goal, but that's not necessarily maybe they let Washington back in or, or Washington can kind of keep some pace a little bit. I can try and grab a plus price. Like someone mentioned in the chat. Yeah. Stars are a hard team to try and lay a price with right now uh, because of just how up and down they are. I mean, it's period by period. You don't know what team's going to come out. So I'm going to trust them to come out with some offense in the first period and give me the over. All right, there you go. Liking that, really liking Alex, that first period over uh, here in this game. Yeah, Thomas Harley, man. I mean, all of a sudden, Dynamo scoring uh, of late for the uh, Dallas Stars. I've noticed that. And he's a third-pair defenseman, the uh, law firm of Harley and Hanley uh, on this uh, Dallas team. And uh, But Thomas uh, Harley, all of a sudden, for Dallas, he's got three goals in the last uh, four games and five points. I mean, and they're pricing him, by the way, right now at 10-1 to 1 at Batano. And ten to one at FanDuel plus a thousand for him to score a goal tonight. So why not sprinkle a couple of bucks on that uh, right now for the uh, Dallas Stars? How about our guy Mason Marchment? Let's stay. I actually haven't looked at his goal prop pricing yet. What's he at? Oh, he's still at plus three fifty. That's still ridiculous. Put him on the tab again, yeah. Mason Marchment, right now plus three fifty. Of course, he cashed our bargain bin special of the night last night at plus four hundred. Uh, getting a goal against the uh, Florida Panthers. That's just ridiculous. I mean, what do you have? What does the guy have to do to be priced to below plus 300? You know, he should be, he should be plus 220 to plus 250 right now. There's no way he should be plus 350 right now uh, as far as his goal prop with the way he's producing uh, at the moment for the uh, Dallas Stars. There's no doubt. So uh, Tyler Sagan, by the way, we're noting Tyler Sagan day to day, got injured last night, left the game against Florida, game time decision tonight. So we'll see what lineup shakeups that will be because that's been such a good line you'd hate to miss Sagan with Duchesne and Marchment so we'll see who ends up playing on that um you know line tonight for the uh, Dallas Stars this is ESPN by the way I should point that out this is ESPN the main network this is the main ESPN they're back finally ESPN now that college football is over you know pretty much other than bowl season but there's hockey back on ESPN tonight Bob Wischusen and Ray Ferraro calling this game tonight for uh, ESPN so Keep that in mind. Uh, all right, next up, we've got Tampa Bay and Nashville. Nashville minus 135, home favorites, six and a half the total here in this game. Lightning uh, with a couple of get well, get right performances at home this week, uh, beating uh, Dallas uh, after getting just absolutely dusted by the Dallas Stars, eight to one on Saturday in Dallas. They bounced back against that same Dallas team with a four nothing shutout win, a very serviceable three one. Uh, win last night against the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins. Good performances from uh, Vasilevsky after you know probably one of the worst games he'll play uh, against the uh, Dallas Stars weekend. Uh, uh, so we'll see how that goes. I forgot to mention Wedgwood Lindgren, the goaltending matchup in that Dallas-Washington game. The goaltending matchup for Tampa Bay-Nashville expected to be Jonas Johansson for the Lightning, not confirmed yet. UC Soros has been confirmed. Uh, for uh, Nashville in this game. I like the Preds here in this game, actually, at minus. Now, its price has climbed a little bit. Do I love where the price has gone um, since uh, where it opened? No, uh, because you could have gotten as low as um, probably even money, minus 110. This has been a very, very heavy move on Nashville, but I agree with it. It's a good spot for Nashville. They're back home. Uh, Tampa Bay on a back-to-back here in this game. I do like Nashville here, and I still recommend it at minus 130, minus 135. And, and it is worth noting here uh, between these two teams, yes, Tampa's had the better of it, but this is a difficult spot. This is a tricky spot. It's a Nashville team that's playing uh, some solid hockey at the moment right now, mentioning that they're 8-2 and two, uh, in the last 10 games, and they have uh, really been uh, 
good here as well lately. Better at least on home ice. Just better overall playing some really solid hockey. Eight and six at home. And it goes hand in hand with Tampa Bay just continuing to be awful on the road. Absolutely terrible, Tampa Bay. It's hard to fathom that they've been this poor uh, on the road this season. But four and nine for the Tampa Bay Lightning in their 13 road games uh, this season. And on a back-to-back to boot with Johansson and Nets. So for me, it's Nashville minus 135. I definitely had this over circled in this game as well, noting that, you know, Nashville lately, they've actually played to the over more often than not. Tampa Bay on a back to back, you know, with Johansson and net, I could definitely see this game probably trending over three of the last four head to head meetings have gone over between these two teams as well. I was hoping though it would be a six maybe with Nashville involved. So I was disappointed, but I still lean over six and a half here in this one. Alex, what do you think? Lightning Predators. Oh, I think we lost Alex here. I can see he's got the old frozen, frozen uh, statue Wait, image right now. Oh, he's back. There we go. Can you hear me? Okay, we got. You know, it's like back and forth. I, I hope you can guess. Don't hear me. Okay. All right. So, uh, yeah, I was saying I was joking in the chat. Can anybody guess what I'm on in this game with the Nashville Predators? It's the first period over, and it's yeah. both teams to score. I've been yes. uh, pretty much just running that back, uh, keeping that run. Of course, 19 and three. Oh, sorry, 19 and four. Now the last 23 games to the first period over with Nashville, uh, Tampa Bay. Like I said, more than likely going with Jonas Johansson. So that's definitely a buy on for that. The draw, I was kind of looking and leaning toward that. There's not much draw history here. Uh, I could see where this might be kind of a slower game. And, and it's funny in the chat, people were mentioning about this. Uh, I think Dan mentioned it, where looking at a team, you know, draw in the second or third period in game, this might be one of those kind of kind of candidates. I think we could see this one kind of stay kind of close. And then we'll have time to, to grab uh, that good, that good uh, and a better adjusted price with the draw. So I want to kind of get a feel of the tempo of this game. But I definitely like the first period over. Definitely rolling with both teams to score in the first. And then we'll kind of make some adjustments, look for some things in game. Yeah, I think that's a good approach uh, for Nashville. As far as props go, you know, anyone on their top line, I think I've said this multiple games, but uh, Nyquist, O'Reilly, Forsberg. And here I mentioned Trennan the other day. I'll throw out another one. This is a guy that's got some good skill, good talent, good finishing ability. Uh, he's kind of struggled at times this year. But he's someone I could see that starts scoring in bunches, and he finally got a goal for them against Chicago the other night as Luke Evangelista for the uh, Nashville Predators. So uh, definitely uh, someone that I think now they finally got on the board the other night could definitely continue to find the uh, back of the net moving forward. Uh, for Tampa Bay, you know, I, Brandon Hagel's probably worth a look maybe uh, tonight in this game. Uh, playing with Sorelli and Barry Boulay, that's actually been a good line for them. So that might be a prop consideration on the lightning side for this game. All right, we move along to Anaheim, Chicago, um, Anaheim, Chicago, even money minus one ten both sides, six and a half, the total, uh, in this game. Um, uh, unfortunately for, well, maybe it's fortunately for Blackhawks fans like Alex B Smith, but maybe with the, uh, San Jose hot streak that they're on right now, they pushed Chicago to the dead last in the NHL. Uh, as of uh, right now. So uh, they've uh, San Jose's little run that they put together has actually pushed Chicago to the uh, bottom uh, of the NHL food chain right now. Two and eight in their last 10 games. It was pretty competitive effort at home against uh, Nashville uh, in their last game. And they actually lately have been a little bit better at home here at the United Center uh, than they've been on the road. And they are facing a reeling, and I mean reeling, Anaheim Ducks team, just one and nine uh, in their last 10 games. But 
It is a team that just beat Colorado in a shootout at home over the weekend. It's a team that gave Colorado all sorts of fits the other night uh, against the um, uh, Chicago against Colorado in the rematch in Denver, where they battled back before falling just short, losing three to two. And when you start to look at what these teams have dealt with lately, you know we've seen Chicago play. You know the Kraken are struggling, the Blues are up and down. Uh, you know Nashville uh, has been good lately, but they had Columbus, they had Buffalo as well. They've had some lighter opposition you look at anaheim that even though anaheim's had a rough slate rough rough go you know they played colorado three times in the last 10 games they've also played florida they've played la they've played edmonton who have started to get their game back together vancouver you know it has been a very challenging slate for the anaheim ducks here uh, in their last 10 games even though they've been slumping i'm on the ducks here tonight it's just that feel for me at minus 110 they've had a tough schedule I see them starting to get close to finding that light at the end of this very dark tunnel with these two Colorado games they played in a row. Competitive efforts. They came back. They beat Colorado at home over the weekend. The Ducks are starting to show signs of getting themselves out of this, you know, just this tailspin, you know, that they have been in for an extended period of time. So I actually think they can go into Chicago, find a way to win this game. So I'm on them minus 110 uh, here in this game. Lean over as well. Uh, you know, I'd expect both of these teams pretty wide open affair, uh, considering the skill and the talent that are involved. And as uh, Cubans already onto it, and I'm certainly this stuck out to me when I looked at this game. I am very interested in the top two overall, the top two picks in last in this year's draft. Both of them wanting to put a great performance on the board tonight. Connor Bedard for Chicago and Leo Carlson uh, for Anaheim. I like any and all props involving both of those guys tonight in this game, Connor, especially, but especially for Leo uh, on the Anaheim side, Leo Carlson, he knows he's up against the guy, the one player that was taken ahead of him, the one and only player that was taken ahead of him in the draft. And there's always that, you know, competitive fire that, Hey, I want to show that why I'm the number two overall pick. I want to show what I'm going to do in the future here at the NHL level and how good of a player I can be not to mention Leo Carlson's heating up at the right time since he missed those two games uh, load management is, I think, the reason, although he was banged up a bit, but he's also being rested in certain games for managing his uh, ice time this year. Uh, but since he's been back from the two-game absence, last three games, Leo Carlson, two goals and four points in the last three games for the Anaheim Ducks. So really, really liking props involving the top two picks in the 2023 NHL draft, Connor Bedard, Leo Carlson. I think both of them will make an impact tonight. Uh, what do you think here, Alex? Ducks, Blackhawks. Yeah, you know, I don't usually do a lot of the player props outside of, of course, our bargain bin plays, but I would definitely take a shot with both of those guys to get goals tonight for sure. I think that'll uh, certainly be kind of the center point of this uh, matchup. But I got to give you the old not so fast, my friend. I'm going with my Hawks tonight. Uh, I, I grabbed plus money yesterday, and we've seen money come in now where this is kind of evened out to to being a, a pick of game. I like them all the way up to my S$1.50. Uh, I think this is going to be a spot where they actually, you know, their home road dichotomy now is kind of back to where it was in the heyday in the sense of they are a much better team at home. They have much more energy at home than they do on the road. And I think with Anaheim looking at some of their, their road games, yeah, like I said, they're getting back to, to where they, you know, where they were at the beginning of the year, slowly, but surely there's some positive signs. But at the same time, okay, they're doing that against a, a Colorado team where Colorado, they've always given Colorado fits, no matter how good or bad they were. 
So when you take those that that split out of the equation, you start looking at some of these other you know games they had. Like I said, you know the Canucks playing good, but you know tight game against the Capitals team that's been kind of up and down. Uh, like I said, you know tight games against the Blues and the Canadians teams that have been just kind of up and down. The Ducks don't really have a barometer of we can't tell they get up from the top tier teams or you know they play down. They they, they haven't really been able to find that kind of footing just yet. So we'll we'll get a, a better gauge in this game because Chicago's a team that is clearly bad. But they play better at home. So can Anaheim match that intensity being on the road and the fact that they've kind of struggled on the road lately? I'm not quite sure. So I think the Hawks get a win here. I think this is a, a fair enough price. Um, I also like first period over. I laid $1.35 with that. I got both teams to score a plus 160 in the first period as well. But I think the Hawks come out here and get a, get two points at home with it. All right, I like it. Uh, op- uh, disagreement rarely. It doesn't happen often for Alex and I. But, yeah, uh, this is to me the the perfect spot for – to, to, tr- to try to get with Anaheim, you know, to snap this little skid. They've been close the last couple of games. They, this is probably the easiest opponent, although, again, that's not saying much for a team that's 1-9 their last 10. Nothing's a gimme, obviously, but still, I mean, uh, this is a chance for them stepping down in class to get back on track. I've seen signs of good play for Anaheim. It does hurt them that there is no Mason McTavish tonight. He didn't even make the trip here to Chicago, and we know he's been among their best forwards uh, this year for the uh, Anaheim Ducks, but Still think they've got what it takes maybe to get the uh, job done. And uh, from a goaltending perspective, Morozik's in net tonight. He's kind of trended downward here the last couple games. And uh, Gibson, you know, he has his moments too where, you know, all of a sudden things aren't as smooth for him. But uh, I'll trust the uh, goaltending for Anaheim just a little bit more uh, right now. All right, next up, we've got Winnipeg and Colorado. Uh, We've got the Avalanche minus 140 home favorites, uh, six the total in this game. Uh, this is um, a very, very banged-up hockey team right now. It certainly is. There's no question. Uh, they're already without the likes of Lekkonen, Landeskog, Girard, uh, uh, and now Big Val Nachushkin's out as well for this Colorado team. So, you know, they're definitely a shorthanded group right now, and there's a lot of lineup tinkering going on for uh, Jared Bednar. does open up, up the door for a lot of undervalued player prop betting opportunities like Jonathan Drouin like Logan O'Connor, who are going to be flanking Nathan McKinnon on the uh, top line tonight for the Colorado Avalanche. So uh, absolutely, I think, I think those are good looks. Uh, O'Connor, Drouin with McKinnon, Miles Wood, Ross Colton, Miko Rantanen, currently slotted as the uh, second line for the uh, Colorado Avalanche tonight in this game. Uh, with uh, Kale McCarr, obviously, uh, looks like he is out once again. Or is he? Oh, he is. He's back. McCarr will return to the lineup Uh for the uh, Avalanche tonight against the uh, Winnipeg Jets. So that is big. You know, that was, they've been missing him, obviously, uh, at times this year, but it looks like he is back uh, for the Avs tonight. So that will help help on the blue line for sure, having Kale McCarr back. Uh, Alexander Georgiev should be in net tonight for the uh, Colorado Avalanche. Hasn't been confirmed yet. We do expect Connor Hellebuck here uh, for the Jets uh, in this game. So uh, interesting to see how this one goes. You know what's funny about Winnipeg and uh, Colorado and what we've seen when these two teams meet head-to-head recently is for some, I don't know what it is. Is it just the, do do they like the thin air and the altitude? But in Colorado, Winnipeg's actually played pretty well at times here in the past uh, against the uh, Avs. You know, the 7-4 to win a few years ago in Colorado. They had a 4-3 overtime win last October uh, between these two teams. Uh, competitive effort, uh, the final game in Colorado last year. Um, yeah, I, I think the Jets are a sneaky underdog look for me. I, I do I do like Winnipeg a little bit. Nothing 
uh, obviously as far as best bet material. But this price here, Winnipeg plus 120, I don't mind that look. I really don't. They have been a thorn in Colorado's side, especially here uh, in Colorado in some recent meetings. So I'm going to take a little shot here with the Jets uh, at the plus 120 price. Uh, Alex, what do you think here? Jets, Avs. Yeah, of the late slate, this is uh, this game. I didn't have anything uh, compared to yeah. The, I'm looking at the other stuff, and I'm and I'm just looking even now as you're talking about just looking at this matchup. But I didn't have anything before, and nothing's really popping out now. So it's a pass. Nothing wrong with that pass for Alex here in this one. Uh, as I mentioned for props, anyone up the lineup for Colorado, I think worth a look. The value is there for sure that I mentioned earlier, and then for Winnipeg. Um, I would say Perfetti uh, continues to be the go-to right now for me with the Winnipeg Jets. Uh, I think Gabe Velarde will eventually start to uh, get things rocking and rolling too. Remember, he just came back three games ago, only has the one point so far. You know, I haven't found the back of the net yet, but more than anything, I'm waiting for him to show signs of, you know, getting on track before betting his player props. Believe me, when the time comes, you know, once he starts scoring, he can go on a heater. For an extended period of time, but we're going to wait for that with uh, uh, with uh, Gabe Velarde before it absolutely happens. I actually lean under in this game. I do because Colorado's really. I've noticed that with all the injuries, you know, they're starting to play a little bit more of a more conservative, you know, protect the house style of play. You know, the last couple of games, so especially that Anaheim game the other night with all the injuries. So no doubt, I think um, there's a reason this total's gone from six and a half to six. Uh, here in this game i could see it actually being a little bit lower scoring as well all right next up we've got uh philadelphia and the red hot arizona coyotes uh who have just taken the uh, nhl by storm here in recent games with their incredible play can they keep it rolling here uh arizona even money here minus 110 in this game against the uh, flyers uh the total in this game six uh pretty much across the board um I like Arizona here again. I'm just I'm riding it with them. I'm riding it with them. Uh, they're winning games. They're playing great on home ice here at Mullet Arena. Eight and four now at home. Connor Ingram is on an absolute tear in net. Uh, I've never seen him play better. Uh, he's just been lights out. He's been absolutely spectacular. 11-3-2, goals against, 9-30 save percentage. He's won five straight starts. He has given up one goal or less in four of those five starts. Think about that. One or less. In four of his last five starts, Connor Ingram. So he's been absolutely terrific. Um, and look, I am worried about Arizona a little bit because Philly's playing well too. Philly's playing hard. Philly's playing well. Philly's playing competitive hockey uh, on a nightly basis. They've won two straight against the Penguins, although the Penguins are a mess. Uh, four, three of the last five games uh, also uh, they have won. So Philly uh, is playing some nice hockey. Their uh, goaltending from both Hart and Arison has been good as well. Um, but We've been riding Arizona. They've rewarded me. Five straight wins, playing great on home ice. Flyers are playing tough, too. It's not going to be a gimme for Arizona, but at this price, I'm taking them at home minus 110. I think the draw might actually be not a bad option here as well. Philly's been playing a lot of overtime games lately. I think after the easy breeze of a game that Arizona had against a horrendous Washington team uh, the other night, it's going to be a lot tougher. Uh, Philly's going to put up probably a lot more resistance tonight. So I could see overtime in this game as well. So it's going to be Coyotes and draw for me in this game. Uh, Alex, what do you think here? Flyers, Coyotes. Right there with you. Coyotes and draw. We've seen three straight overtime or games go past regulation rather for the Flyers, four of the last five. And the last time these two teams played at Mall Arena, that game went 
pass regulation as well. So uh, definitely a strong trend worth backing there. And uh, like I said, Arizona with uh, Connor Ingram, we got to ride him while he's hot because this is by far the best he's played. I don't think this is a case of blind squirrel finding nuts. This is a a goaltender who's now really made that leap and has now he's looking like a a high quality uh, NHL goalie. So, so kudos to him. And uh, I'm sure it's a big grab for the, for the Oats. And I think they get a win here tonight. So we'll go, uh, Yotes minus a dollar ten, and we'll go with the draw as well. All right, absolutely. And as far as prop uh, looks for uh, this game tonight, um, you know, t- I'll tell you what. Owen Tippett always worth a look for Philadelphia. The one that's really rocking right now is Tyson Forster for the uh, Philadelphia Flyers. Four goals, five points in the last three games. Uh, ride it with him. He has found some real confidence. Uh, Torts has confidence in him. Minutes are increasing. You look at it. Uh, he's gone from, you know, 14, 15 minutes earlier. Now he's playing 20, 18, 17, 20, 18 minutes uh, on a nightly basis. So uh, Tyson Forster rolling at the moment for the Flyers. No question about that. And you know who we like for Arizona. Um, we r- rode Lawson Krause for a while. Still worth a look. He's cooling off just a bit. But the one right now is Michael Carcone, man. This is just insane right now what he is doing for Air- Arizona. What's he got now? 12 goals on the season? Unreal. Uh, he's been just phenomenal for the uh, Arizona Coyotes. Um, so keep riding the uh, Michael Carcone Express uh, at the moment as far as goal score props are concerned. He has just been uh, t- remarkably consistent, red hot at the moment, plus 500 at some books, uh, plus 500 bet 99, plus 500 at ESPN bet. I'm, I see now uh, bet stamp has added ESPN bet to their list of books where they lay out the price uh, for all the uh, money lines and totals and props. Uh, but yeah, plus 500 is out there at some places for Michael Carcone. That's an, an, an astronomical price considering the production lately. Yeah, absolutely. Like, like I said, that's just, you know, one of those guys that's just been quietly getting it done too. You know, now, you know, this is a, a Yotes team that most people don't get to see and most people just expect them to be bad. So now it seems like everybody's just kind of, you know, uh, burgeoning at the right time with this team and, and it'll be interesting you know, we're laying 110 on this now. If this matchup happens two weeks later and, and they win, we're talking about Coyotes being a $1.40, $1.50 favorite. Like, this is crazy. We're thinking about this team was plus 500 against Colorado two years ago. And now all of a sudden they're, you know, doing things the right way and they got things rolling and, and now they're a favorite. Yes, they sure do. Uh, there's no question. They've, they're playing great. On. They'll level off. They'll go through their slump again like every other team. But right now they are rolling. And we'll, we'll even see Connor Ingram look human again at some point, no doubt. Um, but like I said, I, I've seen him, his, his tracking of the puck, his lateral movement and rebound control has been a lot better lately as well. Rebound control, so important. Just ask Vitek Vanacek. That guy has no clue, none, zero about rebound control uh, right now for the uh, New Jersey Devils. Uh, it is important for a goalie's success, uh, and that is uh, definitely uh, what we're seeing right now from um Uh, Connor Ingram I think he's improved with cleaning up the loose change and the rebounds in front of the net and we're gonna have someone on the show Monday that'll be a perfect person to talk about this kind of stuff with Carter Hutton on the uh, show on uh, Monday so we are uh, looking forward to that Uh, NHL goalie with like six or seven different teams it's got it on his uh, social media there Predators Blues Sabres I mean just a shit ton of teams that Cox I mean that guy was with a lot of teams a lot of ba- a lot of suitcase and lo- a lot of suitcases and lots of travel. So that'll be fun having him with us on uh, Monday uh, here on the uh, Ice Guys show. But yeah, as far as uh, this game, yeah, Arizona draw. And like I said, there's a few good props that stand out here uh, in this one. All right, Carolina Hurricanes, Calgary Flames. What do the ha- Hurricanes bring 
tonight after an embarrassment last night for them against the Edmonton Oilers. They're minus 135 road favorites here in Calgary on a back-to-back, six and a half the total. Uh, certainly a rest advantage for Calgary, no question. Carolina on a back-to-back, but it's not like Carolina worked up a lather or a sweat last night <laughs> the way they played. I mean, it was just – and they knew it, and I think you could see it too. They didn't really push knowing that they had to play tonight. You know, I don't think they pushed all that hard when they were down 5 nothing. And you heard it when we played the clip earlier with Rod Brindamore talking to Darren Pang where he said, you know, it's returning the page pretty much now. Uh, and what he meant by that is returning the page probably till tonight to tonight here against uh, Calgary. So, um, you know, I, I, I expect the Canes to bring it tonight. I'm going to do a split first period look, first period puck line on, Ca- on Carolina tonight. Uh, as well as the money line here at minus 135 for the full game. I'm also going to grab their team total and split it up with that as well because there is an element to this thought process here where I don't fully trust what I'm seeing out of their D and specifically their goaltending lately. You know, Kochekov, we'll have to see who's in net first of all, back-to-back. Remember, this was supposed to be Ranta's game tonight with Kochekov starting last night, but then Kochekov gets pulled. Ronta's got to play pretty much the entire game last night because it was so early when they when Rod took Kochekov out. Um, and now what's he going to do tonight? Do we go back to Kochekov tonight because Ronta had to play the majority of last night? I would think so. I actually think if I had to guess, I don't know, but if I had to guess, I think we're probably going to see uh, Kochekov tonight. Yeah, I don't think it, I think it would be tough on Ronta at his age and all the injuries to play back to back like this. And I think they want to avoid that. So my guess is it's going to be. Uh, Kochetkov. It's going to be Dustin Wolf uh, back making the start here for the Calgary Flames. But let's be honest. The last time I was all giddy about backing Calgary with Dustin Wolf in net, they lost. So uh, I'm not buying into that just yet. Let's see, you know, how, and, and I expect an ornery, pissed off, angry Carolina team. So there's not going to be an easy assignment tonight for Dustin Wolf and, and this Calgary Flames team. So it, there'll, there'll, be, if, you know, there'll be spots to back Dustin Wolf down the road, but not tonight. Carolina first period puck line, money line, team total over for me. Uh, what do you think here, Alex? Hurricanes, Flames. Yeah, once again, this is another game that kind of had big circle on it, and then it changed a little bit with the, the result from Carolina and, and that game. And like I said, now they're going to be pissed off, guns blazing. And, uh, you know, we'll get to really see what uh, a true test from Dustin Wolf tonight because I think he's going to be fine, seeing a, a lot of shots. I might take a shot with him uh, going over in saves, but – like it. Great bet. Great yep. bet. I love that. I think that's a phenomenal goalie save prop look tonight. Wolf yeah. over. Yep. And that's something I don't usually do too often, but I think that's a, it's a good look tonight as well. I don't see him having a bad night, nor do I see him getting pulled. So that's also another good reason to, to back with uh, with a, a saves prop. But I like the first period over. Uh, I got that at minus $1.35. Like both teams to score, I got that at plus one sixty five. Uh, a lot of these have been in the 150, 160 range. This was a little bit higher, so definitely liked grabbing that. And I think we could see this game kind of settle out in the second and third period. So this is definitely one I'll be watching and, and looking for some live opportunities. I lean with Calgary. I think, you know, like I said, I, I am high on, on Dustin Wolf, But like I said, with Carolina, you know, they should be bringing the firing squad tonight. We know how they can get 40, 50 shots off with ease. This should be one of those games. Uh, so it'll just be a matter of can Wolf weather the storm or not. So we'll, we'll be looking for some live action in here, but definitely getting both teams to score in the first period and first period over. All right, liking goals early. First period over and both teams to score here in this one. Uh, as far as props, 
Do we trust fucking Svechnikov right now? He's done nothing. He has been absolutely a disappointment, a flop since he's been back from uh, his injury, uh, obviously, that he dealt with uh, last season. I mean, one goal, one goal for this guy uh, in 16 games so far this season for the uh, Carolina Hurricanes. But Rod Brindamore said after the game, and Jordan Stahl was pissed too. Jordan Stahl had some great quotes after that game. Embarrassing, you know, and he's the captain. So, you know, I expect uh, Carolina to have that response in theory. But Svechnikov is struggling right now. Uh, there's no question about that. He is having a real tough time finding the back of the net. If there's ever a night when he snaps out of it, it's tonight. But I more rely on the other guys that actually the, the bigger the best players on this Carolina team that actually have gotten it done at times this year. You're like Sebastian Ajo or Tavo Teravainen, Seth Jarvis. Uh, rely on those guys maybe to be the ones to lead the way offensively tonight for Carolina uh, in this game. You know, for Calgary, it's the same. You know, the same suspects that I've talked about for props. Zary uh, is undervalued. Sharon Govich is undervalued just based on their pricing. Uh, and the spot in the lineup that they are in right now. Uh, that's not a bad thought that Cuban has in the chat. Noah Hannafin was drafted by Carolina, played the first part of his career there uh, in that game. That's funny how that works. Oftentimes you can find the back of the net and make an impact against your old team. And Noah Hannafin is definitely capable of that. Uh, and it is worth noting, he did score a couple games ago against Dallas. He does have two points in the last three games overall. So I see where you're going there with that. Marty Natchez, yep, Marty Natchez is another candidate. You got to expect more. He was quiet, and that doesn't happen very often. Marty Natchez is usually noticeable most nights for Carolina. Even he did nothing last night for the Hurricanes in that game. So, um, yeah, moving to the country, going to meet me a Marty Natchez. Yep, good call there, Dan. You know that very well. It's one of my favorites. All right, so, yeah, I mean, but I expect a response from Carolina. Again, these are not three full one-unit bets. I want to stress that. These are all one unit all together, split evenly between three different pathways. Carolina first period puck line, which is at a nice plus price uh, with that minus a half, plus 175 for that Carolina first period puck line. Uh, Carolina minus 120 money line. And then, of course, the little bit on the uh, team total here, over three and a half, plus 115 with the uh, Hurricanes team total uh, as well. All right, Minnesota, Vancouver. Interesting game, fascinating game, really good game especially now with Minnesota on this incredible hot streak now since the coaching change. Uh, we've got Vancouver minus 115, home favorite, six and a half the total. I'm fascinated to hear what Alex says about this game as well. My thought was, I got, you know, and I, I'm, I'm going to do it, but I got to admit, I'm, 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 a little, I'm a little afraid tonight for Minnesota. Yeah, they're rolling along. They're playing great. And I am riding the trend. I'm riding the streak that they're on since the coaching change. Uh, undefeated uh, for Minnesota. Uh, four straight wins uh, that they have had since the firing of Dean Evason uh, and John Hines taking over. We're riding it until it falls off right now uh, with this Minnesota team. So I am on the wild here, minus 105. And I'm going to go back to the well with the first goal as well because they have scored uh, first in all four games. But Vancouver's a really good team. Even after a 6-5 loss in the Hughes Bowl to the New Jersey Devils last night with a pretty good home record, uh, you know, they're not going to take kindly to giving up six goals and letting Thatcher Demko down uh, the other night. Rick Tockett's not going to appreciate the way they played in that game, certainly defensively. So you got to expect a bounce back uh, effort and performance from Vancouver. Casey DeSmith, by the way, will get the start tonight for Vancouver and net. And it will be uh, Philip Gustafson, who has played 
just like with so many other Minnesota players up front, his best hockey since the coaching change, Philip Gustafson for the uh, Minnesota Wild. But what does concern me here is, yes, Minnesota's on fire now, clearly playing with great spirit, getting some confidence back, attention to detail, all that shit that uh, players adopt when there's a coaching change. But there is an element to this four-game win streak where you look at it. St. Louis, Nashville, Chicago, Calgary, you know, the little sisters of the poor element there with that four-game schedule that they just won against. This is by far the best team that they have played since the coaching change. So let's see how they fare here. A little bit of a step up here for Minnesota. That being said, got to ride it. Got to ride it until it's done. So Minnesota and first goal Minnesota for me. Alex, what do you think here? Wild Canucks. Yeah, so I'd pass on the first goal prop tonight. Um, you know, got lucky with that. I, I don't know. I, that that could At some point, it's going to come to an end. I could see that possibly being tonight. But I do like goals galore. I'm on the over six and a half. I already laid that at minus 110. I'm on the first period over. Uh, laid 130 with that. And I got both teams to score in the first period as well. So I'm not waiting for, for anything. I think we get goals here early and often. And uh, like I said, it's going to be a tough one for the while. But I, I am on the while. I got uh, I laid minus $1.10. So now I can get a, a better price now. But uh, this is going to be a tough one. I think it goes back and forth. But I do think the wild ultimately get the win here. All right, so uh, liking the Wild a little bit, but more so the goals. First period over, both teams to score in the first and over six and a half uh, for the uh, game. Uh, And certainly Vancouver (laughs) coming off that 6-5 game against New Jersey. Two straight overs for them. Uh, Calgary, or Minnesota rather, um, they've gone under, over, under, over since uh, uh, John Hines took over. We'll see if that continues here. Uh, As far as series history, we've had two unders, two overs the last four meetings with the uh, Wild and the Canucks. Look for the Wild, uh, you know, and by the way, I wanted to mention something about Arizona. I forgot Alex Kerfoot's on a crazy point streak for Arizona. So someone pointed that out as well to me on social media. So Alex Kerfoot goal assist, any props for him right now for Arizona? He is on a great run right now. I agree with that. This game, look, Zuccarello. Rossi, Kaprizov, you could go there. You could go with Red Hot Matt Boldy, who's got his confidence back again uh, for Minnesota. Those are all good prop options in this game. I don't know about tonight specifically, but moving forward, here's something I've noticed with Minnesota. Uh, Getting involved in the offense, a little more shooting lately from the defenseman, Brock Faber, for the uh, Minnesota Wild. And they like Brock Faber. They like that kid quite a bit and what he could offer long-term for this team on the back end. So, Keep an eye on his game moving forward. And then for Vancouver, yeah, JT Miller at home is like automatic. I agree with that. Besser, you know, Kuzmenko, I think, is due to finally find the back of the net. Here's one. Here's a bargain bin uh, candidate for tonight. He's up with Pedersen and Mikheyev on the top line tonight. Sam Lafferty, who they got, who's looking like a great addition for Vancouver in the deal with Toronto. He has goals in back-to-back games and three points in the last two games for the Vancouver Canucks. And you can get Sam Lafferty at a terrific price here to score a goal tonight. Plus 510 at Patano. Uh, plus 450 at points bet. You know, outstanding prices for someone that's going to be on the uh, top line uh, tonight for the uh, Canucks. And getting rewarded for just how hard he's been working. The offense that he's chipped in as well. And that's what Rick Tockett does. That's always been Rick Tockett's playbook as a coach. Reward the players who are putting in the effort uh, and putting in the good performance. and. 
right now. That has been Sam Lafferty for, for the uh, uh, Vancouver Canucks at the moment. No question about that. Yeah, over 300 live viewers. It must be because, you know, it's a huge card today, a big Thursday slate. We appreciate it. Hit that like button. Yes. Uh, we appreciate it very much. Uh, make sure you uh, show the support. We're going through every single game every day on this show. Uh, sides, totals, and player props. We appreciate all of you joining us, uh, as always. And we wrap it up with the second game of the Thursday night ESPN doubleheader tonight, New Jersey and Seattle. We've got the Devils minus 145 road favorites, six and a half the total. This was my weekly oddspedia betting preview article that I wrote up, and I made a case for New Jersey in the over because I don't know how you bet anything but that with New Jersey right now. Uh, and I don't know how you bet Seattle right now with the way they're playing. So this was pretty easy decision where if I got to write up this game and this is the game that I had to write up, I could only look devil's money line. I could only look over uh, in this game and New Jersey. How about 17 and five to the over this season, the New Jersey devils 17 and five to the over in 22 games this season. Um, that is um, that's incredible. Um, the number one over team in the NHL. Uh, this season, the New Jersey Devils. And I think even more so now, because you look at this team, the back end's got holes galore. I mean, especially with Dougie Hamilton out. So all of a sudden, everyone else has to pull their weight, play more minutes. You got to see more Siegenthaler, more Simon Nemich, Kevin Ball, John Marino, Colin Miller. All these guys have to play more minutes uh, for the uh, New Jersey Devils. And the goaltending, it's just been subpar. Really, I mean, that's the especially Vanacek. Vanacek's been awful much of the season. To be honest, though, Akira Schmidt hasn't been much better. You know, Akira Schmidt had that little great performance against the Rangers in the first round last year, and then he shit the bed against Carolina, wasn't as good. And now this year, he's got mediocre numbers 3.27 goals against, 891 save percentage. Uh, Akira Schmidt in this game tonight for the uh, New, Jersey, New Jersey Devils. So you know, we'll see how he fares here. You know, it's not like they're playing great defensively, New Jersey. They could open the door for Seattle, but Seattle's just in a bad way right now. Five straight losses. Uh, they've been giving up goals left and right, whether it's Grubauer or Decord. It's more of the players in front of them not playing well. And to be quite honest with you, it's a bad spot for Seattle, too. Long, lengthy East Coast road trip that just came to an end going through Chicago, Toronto, Ottawa, Montreal. And now they're back home for that first game, that dreaded first game home going east to west you know, off a long road trip. That's not exactly a bet on spot by any stretch of the imagination from a scheduling perspective. And the Devils have been better on the road this year, seven and four on the road. Seattle's just four and seven at home this year uh, at Climate Pledge Arena. So for me, it could only look Devils or pass for me over or pass for me with Devils cracking. Alex, what do you think here? New Jersey, Seattle. Yeah, I'm going to just try and wait a couple minutes. I want six and a half the over, but I want to get plus money. So that's the only thing I'm doing. I'm waiting, like like I said, literally two minutes into the game, trying to get a plus price with uh with six and a half. Hope that we don't get a goal any earlier than that. But uh, like I said, I definitely see goals going back and forth. Someone's in the chat. Both goaltenders kind of suck. I, I would I wouldn't be so harsh on Seattle. I think Seattle's goaltending overall is better than New Jersey's, but they just haven't been in the best of form uh, right now. So I think yeah, goals galore, and, and New Jersey just seems to be just like I said an offensive machine right now. So. Um, the devil is definitely one of those teams where we can't screw around and wait for five and a half. So we can't really even try to get with a lot of first period overs at plus money. We have to try to grab them as soon as possible. So I'm taking a little bit of a risk trying to grab plus money on six and a half. But uh, but like I said, that just tells you I'm respecting the devils and the way that they score. 
because normally I would be waiting for a five and a half and lay one thirty. I'm not even going to do that. As soon as we get plus money on six and a half, I'm going over. All right, good stuff. Player props. I wrote these up in the article too. Eric Halla, you know, he's with Hughes and Toffoli on the top line, and he scored in his return playing on that top line against Vancouver in the Hughes Bowl the other night. So there's great value there. Eric Halla with Jack Hughes and Tyler Toffoli. Uh, Cuban mentioning Toffoli maybe as a goal a candidate here tonight for the uh, Devils uh, uh, in this game. Uh, he scored a couple of goals against Buffalo recently, one against the Flyers, uh, held off the score sheet the last two games. But, you know, after Hughes took center stage against Vancouver and the Devils in the Hughes Bowl, this could be a night where Toffoli maybe takes the mantle offensively for that line. But don't sleep on Howla. The price is great, and he's up there on the top line as well for them uh, right now. Uh, Mercer and Holtz have dropped down to the third line with uh, Timo Meyer, um, but don't sleep on them. McLeod and Lazar, who are great chemistry, but now uh, he's on the fourth. They're on the fourth line right now. So because of Ishir coming back, everyone's had to drop down a little bit uh, in the lineup. For Seattle, look, it hasn't been easy to get goal scoring consistently from them, but maybe Ellie Tolvanen on the third line and certainly Eberly Beneers and Ty Cartier on the top line, probably the best chance for offense for Seattle. So if we're going to look at props, maybe look at the trio here tonight. Great stuff. What a show. What a card. We can't wait to see it all unfold. Hit the like button if you haven't done so already. Everything will be posted later, uh, about just before puck drop, half an hour or so before puck drop, as usual, patreon.com slash iceguys, uh, just $10 a month, and on the community tab. Keep in mind, with the community tab, very important, I want to mention this, if we don't get the YouTube subscription ability to subscribe and renew subscriptions for the members in YouTube by the end of the year, by that time, we will not be posting the cards daily on the community tab anymore. They will because though that's supposed to be a member perk. Okay, so that is going to be Patreon only if YouTube's not back up and running with the subscription opportunities by the end of the year. So for the rest of the year, we'll, we'll post it on the community tab, free for everybody. But once we get into the new year, if the YouTube stuff's not resolved, the daily betting card, the player props card will only be visible to the Patreon subscribers only and members on the Patreon page. It's only fair. Because you're right. supposed to be paying for that, uh, for yeah. the ten dollars a month. So uh, that's uh, that's the way we're going to go about it. Just so, just a little heads up with that. Yeah, definitely. Like I said, yeah, we're in the midst of trying to finagle everything with this whole uh, kind of having the YouTube community and the Patreon. So we will have a resolution at some point. We're hoping to bring you all the content that we're looking to do anyway. But it'll be on one platform or another. We will have that ironed out by the new year. And if for some reason we can't re-enable or re-establish the, you know, being able to be part of the family plan, get the family plan up and running again and being able to be a member of that for $9.99 a month U.S., we'll just transition to just doing all of that on Patreon. All the bonus perks, all the impromptu live betcasts for members only, we'll do all of that on Patreon. We're still going to do it, but it'll be all on Patreon, you know, if the YouTube stuff doesn't uh, get rectified. Uh, in the next month or so. All right. So with that in mind, and the page and the Ice Guys store, uh, iceguys.myspreadshop.com. Christmas coming. Get some merch. Yeah, definitely want to uh, hit the store in the next couple of days because you're cutting it close if you want to get your uh, merch in time for the holidays, have it on the tree for Christmas. So definitely want to act now. Check out iceguys.myspreadshop.com. We also have the limited edition uh, merch. I think it's like maybe three or four days left before you can get that from the uh, the spring store. So we will have that on the Twitter page as well. So, of course, follow us on X, rather, uh, at the underscore ice guys, and we'll have that tagged in there too. So get all of your Christmas shopping done as soon as possible. 
All right. Mammoth show. We'll wrap it up with our favorite segments, B&B, not bed and breakfast, bargain bin and best bet, of course. We'll start, of course, with bargain bin special of the night. Uh, Alex, what do you got for bargain bin special for this Thursday slate? All right, there we go. <laughs> I got the sound on. We're going with Cole Gutman of the Chicago Blackhawks tonight. Uh, they take on the Anaheim Ducks. He's skating on the second line, centering uh, that pair. I think he's got some really good looks lately, and he just hasn't quite been able to find the back of the net. But I, I'm looking at Cole Gutman plus 420. Gotta love that price, right? We're going with him to get a goal, uh, anytime goal for the Hawks. Cole Gutman, that's my bargain and special. All right, there you go, Cole Gutman, bargain bin special uh, for the uh, Chicago Blackhawks to find the uh, back of the net tonight. Uh, and you can uh, find, again, really good price there for uh, him, upwards of plus 470 uh, at uh, Batano. So Cole Gutman for the uh, Chicago Blackhawks for Alex with his bargain bin special of the night. My bargain bin special of the night, there's a lot of great candidates, a ton of them. I mean, even Marchment's got value again, but we had Marchment last night. We're going to go with another one tonight. We're going to go with Michael Carcone. It's the it's still the best price, one of the red absolute most red-hot scorers right now uh, in the NHL for an incredible steal of a price. It's a true bargain bin. This is just like yesterday. You know, you can get plus 500 on Michael Carcone for the Arizona Coyotes at Bet99 uh, and a couple other places. This is, like I said, getting a filet mignon, beautiful filet mignon, succulent, delicious filet mignon for just $2. That's what this is, just like with Mason Marchment last night. Uh, Michael Carcone, Arizona Coyotes, plus 500 uh, for my bargain bin special of the night. All right, best bet time. Alex, what do you like for best bet? Yeah, let's go with the nation's capital. We're going with the Dallas Stars and Washington. First period over, minus 115. I missed those prices. I hope we keep them, keep them coming, uh, Caesars. Appreciate it. We're going to go with that first period over. I think this is a great spot. Dallas 14-4, and four, last 18 of the first period over. And the uh, Caps 5-2, and two, the last seven. They've been struggling. Uh, we're expecting goals early. So let's go Dallas-Washington first period over. is my best bet for this big Thursday. All right, Dallas-Washington over one and a half first period. Best bet for Alex B. Smith. Russell Deck, we appreciate it. Says, love this friggin' show. We love this friggin' show. We love doing this friggin' show. We do. Uh, yes. So we, we we replicate those sentiments uh, for sure. All right, my best bet. Hey, you know, got to do it. Carolina Hurricanes minus one twenty-five uh, against the Calgary Flames. Um, all I needed to see was how pissed off the coach, the whole team, the captain Jordan Stahl was last night. Uh, I think it's a great opportunity to uh, bounce back uh, here tonight against the uh, Calgary Flames uh, in this game. Um, so I'll go with uh, Carolina here, uh, minus 125 uh, against the Calgary Flames uh, for my uh, best bet. And again, best bets have struggled, no question. But the overall card the last couple of days for me has been good. So keep that in mind. Keep all the bets that we recommend and give out on this show in mind each and every day. All right, that's a wrap for this edition of the Ice Guys. Thanks to everyone in the chat for joining us. Hit the like button uh, on the way out. We appreciate it very much. A reminder, the Ice Guys is live seven days a week, Monday to Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern, Saturday and Sunday, noon Eastern. Uh, if you can't watch the show live, download the Ice Guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast platforms. For Alex B. Smith, I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Thursday night. Enjoy the massive NHL slate tonight. And we will be back with you tomorrow for a Beantown Friday edition of the Ice Guys. 